You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 24 in your Bibles, please. Luke chapter 24. Let's stand once we have found it. Make sure that our cell phones are on silent. I do not want any distractions today, and neither does the Lord. I promise you that. The devil does. The devil does. And as much as the Lord is alive, so is the devil. The devil's only alive because he never died. One day he will. That'll be a good day. I was reading, I was reading about a man in France in the 16th or 17th century, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he got the urge to start a new religion. And uh, he tried, and it did not work, and he ended up going to a friend of his and saying, I have done everything I know to do, I have organized, I've structured, and I cannot get converts to my religion what do you suggest that I do? And the friend said, I suggest you get yourself crucified and buried and make sure you rise again three days later. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Luke 24. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, And as they were afraid and bound down their faces to the earth, the angel said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Can you picture them asking that with a smile on their face? Why are you here? (laughs) He is not here, but is risen. Remember. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. I don't know how you can get any clearer than that. And they remembered his words. Why seek ye the living among the dead? Oh, ladies, you're seeking the right thing. And you're seeking very sincerely, but you are seeking in the wrong place. Why are you seeking to find Jesus in a place where you will never find him? He's not here and he's not coming back here either. This is a place for the dead and he is risen and he told you he would rise again. Oh yeah, he did. He did tell us that he would rise again. So then why are we here looking for him where we know he wouldn't be? 
Look, if Jesus was dead, they would have found him in that tomb because that's where the dead belong. But he was not there because he is risen and risen people don't belong in a tomb. Why seek ye the living among the dead? You know, the gospels tell about a man who was alive, but he was possessed by devils and he dwelled among the tombs. But the Bible was also very clear to say the man was not in his right mind. But when he got his right mind back, he got out of the tombs and started dwelling where the living people belong. What reason would a risen Savior have to stay among the dead? Now, if that makes sense physically, how much more should it make sense spiritually? Hang on. If, if we could not expect to find the risen Jesus among the dead bodies of a graveyard. Do you expect to find Jesus in a dead religion? You know, nothing makes religious people more angry than telling them their religion doesn't matter to God. I've come by the way of the cross. He's not going to say, what denomination were you? Because it's important to me. Do you expect to find Jesus, the risen Jesus, in the dead works of your hands? Do you realize how much we spend on each other just to cover up the fact that we're dying? We spend hundreds of dollars every year on creams and lotions. To cover up our dead skin. We spend hundreds of dollars for, for little bottles about this big to spray on ourselves to forget that we are dying. Every morning you wake up and you say, good morning, honey. You are reminded. I just got myself into a lot of trouble there, didn't I? I'm talking about myself, love. I'm not talking about you. Do you expect to find the risen Jesus in a dead philosophy? Do you, do you expect to find Jesus in dead music? Now, I mean that in two ways. Music of the dead, which, by the way, everyone out in the world will say, yeah, we know it's the devil's music. <laughs> do you expect to find him in music of the dead? Here's another. Do you expect to find him in dead music? It will be worse than all when we see Jesus. He ain't there. Do you expect to find Jesus in a dead church? And I mean that in two ways. A church of the dead run by and organized and only there to glorify man but also a dead church. Do you expect to find him in a dead church? Do you expect to find him in dead conversation? Do you expect to find him in dead opinions? If you are going to find a living savior, you will find him where a living savior belongs. And what I want to show you is I don't think a lot of people miss Jesus because they lack desire to seek him. I think they lack direction in how to seek him. Lord, please bless the preaching of your word. Save the soul nearest hell. 
Lord, would you please bring reviving to the backslidden, comfort to the afflicted, affliction to the comforted. Lord, bring the prodigal home and glorify your name for Christ's sake. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You stood for a long time. Bless you. Why does the young girl expose her body with the clothes that she wears, or rather does not wear? She's seeking for something. She's seeking for attention. Why does the young man sit sullen and alone? He's seeking for something. Somebody to tell him that he does mean something to somebody. Why does the person drink themselves into a stupor. He's seeking to forget. Why does the addict fill his or her body with drugs? They're seeking to escape from reality. Why does the person post constant pictures of themselves online? They're seeking for compliments. Why does the abused stay with the abuser? They're seeking for companionship. And they'd rather be in an abusive relationship than alone. Why does a lonely one hunt for another? They're seeking to love and be loved. Why does an intellectual spend their life studying? Seeking for knowledge. Why does the businessman go to the seminars? Seeking for success. Why does the middle-aged person make crisis purchases? Seeking for control over their life. Why does the patient read all they can about their ailment, seeking for hope? Why does the bitter one always gossip about the one that hurt them, seeking for validation? Why are the insecure people always so hard on themselves in front of other people? Because they're seeking for kindness. Somebody who will tell them, no, that's not true, and you are worth more than that. Why does a person gamble? They're seeking for provision and safety and rest. That's why your coworkers say, next Monday, when I win the lotto, I'm not going to be here. And I always answered, you're going to be here. And I still answer with the coworkers that I have today. You are going to be here. But you're just going to be here poorer than you are today. But if you do win, please remember me. Why does the religious person go to church? They're seeking to connect with God. Why does hurting one hurt others? They're seeking to relieve their pain. Why does the wounded one push helpers away? They're seeking for a hiding place 
Why does the guilty one commit good deeds? You're seeking for penance. Everybody's seeking for something. As these women on the first Easter morning were seeking to display their love by anointing the body of Jesus. Likewise, everything that you commit, every action that you commit or omit is because you're seeking for something. Everything that you do or don't do is based on your search. You have a void in your heart that you're seeking to fill. You have a question in your mind that you're seeking to answer. You have a hurt in your life that you're seeking to heal. You have a weight on your shoulders that you're seeking to drop. All of your conversations and all of your actions and all of your omissions are going to be based on that weight. You have regrets in your memory that you're seeking to forget. You have doubts of your future that you're seeking to remove. You have pain in your body that you're seeking to relieve. You have scars on your heart that you're seeking to avenge. You have mistakes from your past that you're seeking to undo. You have decisions in your, decisions in your present for which you are seeking advice. Everybody is seeking for something, and I would be confident in saying you're seeking sincerely. Who amongst us seeks for, seeks for answers to our questions half-heartedly? Who amongst us passively approaches our search? Who amongst us flippantly seeks for hope in our despair? We seek and we sincerely seek for satisfaction in our hearts. We seek and we sincerely seek for relief from our fears and for answers for our doubts and for peace from our troubles and forgiveness for our sins. Healing from our hurts, another chance to right a wrong. We seek and we sincerely seek for closure from past mistake or support in a present struggle or guidance in a future decision or joy in an unhappy world. We seek and we sincerely seek for light in a dark society and for hope in a hopeless day and for patience in a hurried culture. We're all seeking for something and our intentions are real and clear and fervent, at least if you are like me. So then why do so many people struggle to find what they're looking for? How can you... Lonely one, seek and sincerely seek for companionship. How can you hurt one, seek and sincerely seek for healing? How can you, confused one, seek and sincerely seek and constantly seek for answers? How can you, fearful one, seek and sincerely seek for courage? How can you, sinful one, seek and sincerely seek for forgiveness and yet fail to find what you are looking for? I present to you the argument this morning, there is nothing wrong with how you are seeking. There is something wrong with where you are seeking 
What are you seeking for? Don't answer out loud, but answer in your heart and in your mind. What are you seeking for? Is it small? Is it big? Is it temporal? Is it eternal? Is it invisible? Is it visible? Is it something for you? Is it something for another? Whatever it is you are seeking for, get this one fact straight in your mind. You will not find it in any other place than in Jesus. Oh, that's such a cliche. cliche. And it is, isn't it? Oh, you'll find it all in Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is everything that you need. Whenever you need anything, find Jesus. Look for Jesus. Look for Jesus. And we've turned it into a cliche. The devil has turned it into a cliche. He's really good at that. If the devil cannot get you to deny something, how would I put this? If he cannot get you to deny something, he'll get you used to it. And if he cannot convince you that something is false, he'll make you think that it's old. But what is it that you are seeking for? Is it provision? which is a fancy word for money? Stop looking for that in the casinos. Stop looking for that in your job. And stop looking for that in the lottery. You know how much it breaks my heart to see families and to see moms and dads in Walmart with their little kids who you can tell are not living a good life and mom and dad have a stack of lottery tickets in their hand. Stop seeking for it in those places. Stop seeking for provision in theft. Because Jesus says, stop seeking for mammon and seek for me first and I'll take care of you. What are you seeking for? Are you seeking for companionship? Stop looking for it in the bedroom. And stop looking for it in the bar room. And stop looking for it in the chat room. Jesus said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Jesus said, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. What are you looking for? Hope? What are you seeking for? Is it hope? Don't look for it in the news. Don't look for it in politics. Don't look for it in the White House. You may as well look in the outhouse. Don't look for it in all of those places. Don't look for it in a seminar. Jesus said, I am the God of all hope. What are you seeking for? Courage? Don't look for that in a bottle. Don't look for that in a self-help book. Jesus said, I will give you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Are you looking for direction? Don't look for that in a podcast with somebody who is just as lost as you are. I need direction in my marriage, so I'm going to listen to this podcast because this person knows about it because he's been married five times. <laughs> Yeah, he knows how to get it wrong, but you know what? I'm looking for the answer. Sir, I'm looking for the answer. What is two plus two? I don't need a podcast to tell me, well, it ain't five, and it ain't six, and I'll tell you what, it ain't three. I need someone, for goodness sake, to tell me it's four. 
I'm going to, I'm financially struggling, so I'm going to listen to this podcast because this guy was bankrupt at one time, but now he drives a Ferrari in Beverly Hills because he sells stuff on Amazon. <sighs> are you seeking for hope? Are you seeking, or are you seeking for direction? Don't look at, don't look at a podcast. Don't look at a horoscope. This is the most like general thing ever. Oh my goodness, I read my horoscope today and it was me. It was me, it was me exactly. You know what it said? Your eyes have this brownish, bluish, greenish hue to them and you have two arms sticking out of your torso and you walk in a bipedal fashion and every now and then you get scared but every now and then you're brave and every now and then you're hungry but then sometimes you eat what you like. Oh my goodness, that's me. That's everybody. You know how many times I went up to my coworkers who were all in those horoscopes and said, all right, I'm going to read your horoscope today, and I read the wrong sign. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, that's me. That's me. That's me. Taurus all the way. Well, I just read cancer. <laughs> Stop looking in all those places for your direction. Jesus said, I will lead you in the path of righteousness. For my name's sake, are you looking for wisdom? Don't look for it in the earth. Jesus said, ask me, I will give it to you liberally. Amen. Are you looking for relief? Don't look for it in drugs. Don't look for it in medication. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you looking for peace? Don't look for it in seclusion. Don't look for it in yoga, which, by the way, finds all of its origin in demonic practices. Don't look for it in seclusion. I'm just going to be, be away from people. And I'm going to do yoga. And I'm going to get a therapist. Jesus said, you let your request be made known unto me. And the peace that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind. You're looking for conversation? Don't look for it in people. He said, call unto me and I will answer thee. You know, last night I needed to talk to somebody. But it was late. 1130 at night. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to wake up my wife. She's already sawing logs. <laughs> Not going to wake up my, my three-year-old child. You know, had, and I have a lot of burdens right now. But you, but you know what I did? I walked, and I said, Lord. And he said, yes. Yep. You looking for light? Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Are you looking for joy? He said, rejoice in me. Are you looking for strength? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Are you looking for healing from the past? He said, I'm the great physician. Are you looking for attention? He said, my thoughts toward you are more in number than the sand. Are you looking for pleasure? Looking for a good time? He said, at my right hand are pleasures forevermore. Are you looking for escape from the storms? He said, when you are overwhelmed, I will be your rock. Are you looking for another chance? He said, I'm the same God who used Moses. And I'm the same God who used David. And I'm the same God who used Rahab. And I'm the same God who used Ruth and Samson and Judah and Levi and Jacob and Peter and Paul and Zacchaeus and Mary Magdalene. Amen. Are you looking for forgiveness? Don't look for that from a priest. He's a sinner too. The next time you go, tell him, you start. Don't look for it in a priest. Don't look for it in charitable acts. Jesus says the son of man has the power to forgive sins. Are you looking for salvation from hell? I hope you are because it's not a big party. 
Are you looking for salvation from hell? Don't look for it in penance. Don't look for it in sacraments, which are nowhere in the Bible. Don't look for it in works. The, Jesus says, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Amen. You looking for eternal life with God? Don't look for that in other religious leaders. Don't look for that in other spiritual leaders. The Jews look for it in Moses. The Catholics look for it in Peter. The Buddhists look for it in Buddha. And, and the others the, 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 the look for it in, in Confucius and all those different things. Moses never claimed to be Jehovah. And Peter never claimed to be the way to heaven. And Buddha never claimed to be God. And Confucius never claimed to be deity. Muhammad never claimed to be Allah. But Jesus said, I and the Father are one. That's a bold statement. Moses said, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him shall ye hearken. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. Peter said, I have no power of my own. Jesus said, all power is given unto me. Buddha said this, I am but a teacher in search of the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. Confucius said, I have never claimed to be holy. Jesus said, which of you convinceth me of sin? Muhammad said, unless God throws his cloak of mercy over me, I have no hope. Jesus said, if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. Eternal life or anything else can only be found in Jesus Christ. You tell me what you are seeking for, and I will tell you with all confidence, you will never find find it unless you find him so now let's get to the message <laughs> oh Johnny I am looking for him I am seeking for him I am seeking for him every day in my religion I am seeking for him every day in the works of my hands. I commit good deeds. I raise my kids right. I've taught them the golden rule, and I give to the poor, and I volunteer at church, and I believe one day I'm going to find Jesus through my works. Why seek ye the living among the dead? The Bible calls the works of our hands dead works. You will no sooner find Jesus in your religious deeds than you will find him in the grave. I don't know if I like that. Well, the Pharisees didn't like it either. Because <laughs> nobody was more religious than them. They tithed of all they possessed. Hey, they didn't just tithe off their money. When somebody gave them a bag of cumin, they would weigh it. 10 grams, one gram to the Lord. Oh man, they went above and beyond. And they made broad their phylacteries. I don't know what they are, but they are broad. <laughs> I'm guessing they are used for phylacteral purposes. <laughs> and they help people accomplish phylacteral things. And they wanted those phylacteries to be broad, and they were. And they fasted, and they prayed, and they did all of that. And Jesus says, you know what you are? You're whited sepulchers filled with dead man's bones, and you will not find Jesus among the dead. 
Look all you want for Jesus in your religion. He's not there. He's risen. And a risen Savior doesn't belong among the dead. Johnny, that's me, by the way. (laughs) I'm seeking for him. I'm seeking for him in the Ten Commandments. Why seek ye the living among the dead? You know, the, the Bible calls the law of Moses the ministration of death. Jesus has never been found in keeping the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are there to prove that there is no way for you to keep them. And therefore, if you want to be saved, if you want to have life, you better look elsewhere. If the Ten Commandments would talk or could talk, and you said, Mr. Law, I'm looking for Jesus, he would answer back, you won't find him here. All you will find here is death, and the living doesn't belong among the dead. All you will find here is your need for Jesus. You will not find him here. If Jesus stayed dead, the law would be all we had. If Jesus stayed dead, religion would be all we had. But this little thing happened called Sunday morning. And it changed everything. And because he's risen, you will no sooner find Jesus in the law. You will no sooner find Jesus in the religion than you will find him in that tomb outside of Jerusalem. Johnny, I am seeking for him. And I believe I can find him in any church that meets for worship. The music is worldly. The dress is sensual. I don't mind when people come who maybe are not dressed appropriately because they don't know what the Bible teaches. They're welcome here, regardless of what you wear. But when it's not preached, when separation is not preached, that it is important. You know what this book is? A call to holiness. Truth is watered down because we don't want to offend anybody. Big, big problem in our church is there's not enough preaching that puts people on the spot. And the very Bible that they preach from is questioned and criticized and reworded and rewritten. Sin is redefined and doctrine is replaced with opinion. He's not there. Why seek ye the living among the dead? You will sooner find Jesus in the grave than you will find Jesus in a man-centered church. Oh, but there's images of him everywhere. I don't want an image. I want him. Oh, and there's pictures of him everywhere. Listen, man has never made anything more beautiful than religion. Oh, and I just, I just go in there and I, we, 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 we speak of him. I don't, don't want to just speak to him. I want him to speak to me. I don't want a statue of him. I want him. 
And do you notice that when these ladies came to the tomb, they were seeking somebody. They were seeking Jesus. And because they were seeking Jesus, they saw angels. But they weren't content with that. They weren't content with angels. When you are seeking for Jesus, only Jesus will do. I don't want angels. I want him. Do you remember when Moses and the Israelites sinned and God told him, I'll still let you go to the promised land and I'll give you everything that I told you that I would give you, but I'm not going with you. An angel will go with you. And Moses said, not good enough for me. I don't care what we have in the promised land and I don't care if we have guidance from an angel along the way. If you do not go up with us, carry me not up hence. If you are truly seeking for Jesus, none other than him will do. And if you have to wonder, I wonder if he's here or not. He's not there. Johnny, I believe that we can find him in Heritage Baptist Church. Let me say this. I believe we can too at times. Not every church that is open is alive. Church, if, if, if we begin to gossip, complain, give grudgingly, sing half-heartedly, preach in the flesh, We have our structure, we ignore without, and we only focus on within, and we just coast with the routine, and we quench the Holy Spirit. You can come here all you want. Why seek ye the living among the dead? Write Ichabod over our door. Jesus told the church at Sardis, thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. If we will ever hope to seek and find Jesus in this place, we must stay alive by dying to the flesh. Paradox. Stay alive by dying to the flesh and walking in newness of life. We serve a risen Savior, and because he's risen, we must live as Christ lived, or he will never be found here. Now, there are four truths that I want you to take home with you. Now, calm down, because I've already covered I think three of them. Truth number one, everybody's seeking for something. Truth number two, whatever you're seeking, you'll find it in Jesus. Truth number three, seek Jesus where he may be found. And the living is found among the living. So if you ask, where can I find him? Where can I find him? The word of God is quick. And it doesn't mean like, it's here and then it's gone. Quick, alive. The word of God is alive. There's, I've, I enjoy books, okay? I never used to. The, the books that I read growing up were Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield. 
But I've started, I've started to love books. But you know what? I have never read a book that made me close it and say, I want to read that again. Yeah. Ever. I've never read a letter, other than from my wife, where I wanted to read it again. But you know what? After I read it the second or third time, I mean, I've read it. <laughs> Nothing else in there. <laughs> this book has been read and read and read and read and read for thousands and thousands and thousands of years and they've torn it up and they've burned it and they've tried to explain it away and it's been read and read and read and read and read again and each time I read it I say oh my goodness I've never seen that before because it's alive the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And the verse goes on to say in very beautiful and poetic language, it knows what's going on in here. It knows if you're seeking. Read this book and you'll find what you're looking for. Hey, 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 read this book. And you'll find what you're looking for. You know how I know that? Because this book is going to tell you about something else that's living. There's this really special person called the living spirit of God. And when this word is preached and when it enters into your mind, he's going to take that and he's going to move it down into your heart. And the Lord said the living spirit of God will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment to come. When you read this book, it's like a mirror that says, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. And even right now, the Holy Spirit might be coming into you and saying, you know that if you stood before me today, you are not ready This book will tell you, this living book will tell you about the living spirit. And you know, the, Jesus said, no one comes unto the Father but by me. May I say this? No one comes to the Son but by the Spirit. He must convict you of your sin, and he will. He will make you feel base and low and wicked and vile in the face of a holy God. And he... Listen, I, I, I can only speak, okay? That's, that's all I can do. And I try to mold words and I try to present something to you in, in a way that would sink deep into your heart. But I fail every time. I cannot speak to your heart. I can't change your heart. But all it takes is one word from the Holy Spirit of God and he will take your heart and crush it Amen. under the truth. And I pray that he is doing that now through me, in spite of me, whatever it is. I cannot do anything to change you. But like those bones that Ezekiel was taken to see and God asked, can these bones live? They are deader than deadest. Can they live? And Ezekiel didn't want to say, I don't. Uh, hmm. You know what, Lord? You know. And the spirit of God moved over them and bone came to bone and sinew came upon it and muscle grew upon it. And they stood up as an exceeding great army. That is the power of the Holy Spirit of God. The same spirit that raised Jesus on the third day can raise you. That's where you'll find him. So stop grieving him and stop ignoring him when he pokes at you and when he pricks at you and says, you need to come to me and you need to answer me and you kick back against him. That's only hard for you. Yeah. Don't grieve him. You follow him and you'll find what you're looking for. Because the living spirit of God will tell you about what the Bible calls 
a living way of salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Simple faith. The word, the living word will tell you about the living spirit that will lead you to the living way of salvation. My friend, you've been looking for hope. You've been looking for forgiveness. You've been looking for all of that in all these different places. All it takes is, Lord, I am a sinner, but I trust in you as my savior and you will find what you are looking for. And then once that happens, get involved in what God calls the church of the living God. And there is only one way that a church can call itself the church of the living God. He says, you will be the pillar and ground of the truth. And as soon as a church ceases to be the pillar and ground of the truth, they're dead. Some of you are in the wrong church. You're in a dead church because it's all opinion or it's all tradition. Find a church that's alive. Get in a living church and you'll find what you're looking for. If you are looking for him anywhere else, you might seek your whole life and you might seek sincerely. You'll never find him. Everybody's seeking for something. Whatever you're seeking for, you will find in him. Seek him where he may be found. Seek him while he may be found. It reminds me of one of these ladies whose name was Mary. Peter and John ended up coming. They did not find him there. The angels told them he's not here. They all ran back, but Mary stayed. Somebody appeared behind her. She didn't know. She thought he was the gardener. And he said, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she said, I'm seeking for my Lord, but they've taken him. I don't know where he's gone. And he said again, woman, whom seekest thou? And she said, tell me where they've taken him. Please show me where I can find him. And he said, perfect timing, right? Focus in, focus in. Who do you think that was? He said, Mary. <laughs> when I was 13, Brother Mike, I grew up in church. I said, show me where I can find him. And the only way I can describe it is he said, Johnny. And I knew he was alive. And I knew he was real. And I trusted in him. But if I would have missed that, if he would have called my name and I would have said later, would he have ever called my name again? Maybe you say, I know I'm saved. I know for sure that I'm going to heaven when I die. But I'm seeking something. And I've been seeking in the wrong places. 
but I want to seek Jesus today. I'm done seeking him where I'll never find him. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.